You have heard the debate rage here between Anthony and myself. Dad jokes, where do you fall? There's only one way to determine a winner here, and it's by apparel sales. Mm -hmm. You have to give us money in order for us to answer this question. Uh, How else will we know? That's how everything's been solved since the dawn of time, is by consumer reliability. We have concerns dot com slash shop make your vote heard y'all by buying the no dad jokes t-shirt team dad jokes talk to you about fury road or Mad Men or game of thrones or yeah. anything that's happening in your life right now is strange and alien to me right but if you'd like to play stick and hoop <laughs> that i can do with you this is we have concerns hi jeff canada hi anthony carboni hello concerned citizens oh cloning oh cloning we've talked about it a lot and we still haven't done it as you and I talk about cloning all the time, and I set a time in my calendar, yep. and I set up my garage, Yeesh. and you don't, you flake every fucking time. Ah, uh, but things come up. Uh, I mean to clone. I want to clone. I intend to clone. If you would just come over and clone, I would clone. There would be an extra one of you, and then you wouldn't have these time concerns anymore. That's a good point. And you would be a better friend to me. Because you know that cloning is important I would be twice the friend to you. Oh, <laughs> I would. No. I would. Uh, uh, de-extinction in particular is mm-hmm. what we're talking about here. This is a story sent in by Alex Salinas. This is a story about de-extinction. We've talked about that before. People may remember the Hellfinch from yes. an episode where we talked about de-extinction. It's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate thing that we made the Hellfinch de-extinct. <laughs> we because never now want kids, that to happen. Can't, kids can't get anywhere near the Garden Grove Mall anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because they've just, the hellfinches have set up over there. They're perched oh, everywhere. You know, you feed a hellfinch once mm-hmm. and you think it's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden they want. <laughs> More kill meats or death. And you know, they're screaming for death, but they don't let you get close enough to kill them. Well, you can never tell if they're screaming for their own death or for your death. And you'd think the genome would tell us the secret of which one it was. So the idea of de-extinction is really possible. There are scientists actively working towards filling in these gaps, these mm-hmm. these creatures that we have driven to extinction with our human ways. Yeah. We are reconstructing or their- Or maybe they were clumsy. Like, I don't know. Don't make us the bad guy and everything. Maybe they were just klutzy birds or They or just something. fell into my shotgun blast. <laughs> <laughs> they just tripped and landed in my pellets of shotgun. Lord Wellington, I, I'm- I tried to shoot this turkey, and I'm afraid a dodo just jumped headfirst into my blunderbuss. Why, that's the fourth time this week that a dodo has fallen in front of firing weapons. I'll tell you what, if they tasted better, I would be happy about it, but Mm. they are terrible. Well, just keep firing away. Oh, come on. Dodos. (laughs) Uh, This particular article sent to us. By Alex Salinas using our email address, which is wehaveconcernsshow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also use our subreddit over at uh, wehaveconcerns.reddit.com. Anyway, this article is a different flavor of de-extinction. Yeah, because so far it's been birds, yeah. mammals, mammoth, like the mammoth or like a particular type of bird or something, some animal that we want. So what is, what is the animal that we'd like to bring back this time, Jeff? Well... It's not dinosaurs, because mm-hmm. di- dinosaurs are, you know, we got, we got dinosaurs in, in the, the movie theaters talking about de-extinction. Yeah. No, no, no. We're talking about 
man's prehistoric friend, the Neanderthal. Or Neanderthal, if you were about to tweet at us. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> so these are these are our cousins. These are not the ancestors of humans, but no. they, they shared ancestry. Shared ancestry. They lived alongside early man. Yes, very different from us, but it, there are scientists talking about the potential for being able to fill in their genome gaps and create what we believe to be a Neanderthal. Now, this isn't possible this is a, now. This is a horrible idea. It's not possible right it's the now. the worst thing. But it, it very well may be. And the idea of how they're going to do it is pretty terrible. <laughs> the way that they outline being able to do it. Uh-huh. Well, we would take human DNA and we would we would edit it out. We just smash it. <laughs> we just smash it in with places. A club. Yeah, we just smash it in places with a club and put it into a, put it into a three D printer and see what comes out. Is it a human? Is it a Neanderthal? Is it some sort of terrible monstrosity? <laughs> we'll Who knows? We just keep smashing it. Oh, uh, hey, uh, doctor. Uh, I think we just hey, created buddy. a. I think we created a Geico commercial. Ah, well, I've been experimenting with Henry Winkler DNA, <laughs> and uh, did, I just thought there was. I I know that everybody said there was no scientific way to make the Fonz cooler, but I thought I could. <laughs> I thought by smashing some bits of DNA, I could, and I see now that what I've done is wrong. Hey. <laughs> Prehistoric fawns. <laughs> prehistoric fawns just settle down. Richie. The problem with prehistoric fawns is that every time he hits oh. the jukebox, he destroys it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, prehistoric fawnsy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't uh, jump sharks, he eats them whole. That's right. It's the only way he can survive. So the idea is that they would they would recreate the DNA of the of Neanderthals. So as as we know it, by mixing together uh, human DNA and some chimpanzee DNA, I guess. So they're basically Mex- they're messing taking, with it. They're taking a human stem cell base. Yeah. They're taking the sequences of the, Neand- the Neanderthal DNA that we know that we've recovered because we have most of the Neanderthal genome, right. and they are adding it to like. Well, we're going to take this human stem cell, we're going to take this Neanderthal DNA, in places where we don't have stuff, we're going to take some guesses, some educated guesses. We're just going to be creative. Maybe, Yeah, like that's how it works. You get just, a little creative with DNA and everything goes right. You got to have artistic license in science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think science is mostly about artistic license. And then, and, the, <laughs> and then the problem here, the problem really comes in because at the next step is then putting it into a human female womb- and she mm. has to come to term with it. Right. Which, let's Both, find a lady like, to sign Literally up for coming that job. to term with it and also just come to terms with it. <laughs> yes. Like, it's yes. happening on both levels. <laughs> like, not only do you have to carry this to term, you have to come to terms with the fact that we just gave you a cave, baby. I can't, I can't tell you which one's going to be harder to come to terms with. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you got cave baby in you. And <laughs> hey, you got a little cave baby in you? <laughs> Would you like one? Um, <laughs> this is a bad idea, Jeff. This, this is a bad is... idea. Here are, why, here's, here are all my thoughts on why this is a bad idea. Uh, number one, we're not going to get this right the first time. We're not no. going to get this right the first time. We're not going to get this right, right the, the fifth time. time. Yeah. We're not going to get this right the hundredth time. I think it's something like one in every 500 that are, that are done by, what is this called? Nuclear, uh, nuclear transfer. 
Right. One in, like it's something like one in five hundred embryo- embryos that are carried through nuclear transfer actually survive, come to term, and are like genetically correct. I can give you the exact data the exact because data? this article says uh, this is a um, the Pyrenean ibex, which mm-hmm. is a creature that they wanted to clone and create uh, and bring back from extinction. Spanish scientists created four hundred thirty nine eggs containing okay. the extinct species nuclei. Only 57 developed into embryos, five survived to full term in the pregnancy, and one was born. So yeah, about one in 500. Yep. Oh no. Oh no. And then when that one was born, was it okay? Was it a good Ibex? Uh, Did we make a good Ibex? I don't don't know what our standard of good Ibex is. Well, you look at a regular Ibex, and you look at the Ibex that we made, and you compare. Yeah. Well, let's let's do this. There are some signs. I mean, and understandably, when you're working with uh, extinct species, no, you can't know if you if you got it 100 percent correct. But here are some questions that I would ask. Number one, was its heart inside its body? Really, that seems like a high bar. That's, oh well, <laughs> heart inside the body. I know I'm a stickler. I know it seems you seem to real stringent on. Uh, <laughs> traditional views of, of anatomy. That's How all I'm many saying. horns did the Ibex have in comparison to what it's supposed to have? As I said, Could creative license, artistic license. Did no. it scream for death in a human voice? Always. But really, I think you're being very, <laughs> very limited in your, your success-failure definition. So here's the thing. If we make an Ibex and it comes out and it's not quite right, uh, well, it's a bummer. We fucked up an Ibex and that's kind of heartless of us. Yeah. We just made a hominid child. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. Now, the Neanderthal, uh, Neanderthals use tools. They created art. We know they have creative impulses. Mm-hmm. We know that they have intelligence. We know that they had some, some sort of form of communication We've with one seen another. Encino Man. We've seen Encino Man, and we know that uh, people are initially going to misunderstand it, but then it's going to become the coolest kid in school, and it's going to teach us a little bit about ourselves. Yes. Or. Or. We fuck it up. Mm. And, and it turns know, out to be poly sure. And we know immediately because, well, it's a hominid. It's human-like. Yeah. And we know that we did a bad job. And we created a thing that is supposed to think and feel and have abstract intelligence. And maybe we made it wrong and we've created a thing that's human-like and is going to live a life of pain. This doesn't sound like you, Anthony Carboni. This doesn't sound like you. You're usually the we can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs kind of guy. Sure. Let's try to break more Ibexes first. <laughs> Let's get that right. Here's where I'm coming from. <laughs> Let's, Let's get that to... ratio 500 to 1 down yeah. a little bit. Let's start with that bird that that guy was going to do, right? Yeah. We'll start with the bird. And when we get the actual pigeon instead of the hell finch, <laughs> and we consistently get pigeons instead of hell finches, right. we move back up to the You're Ibex. You're saying it's more of a batting average kind of situation. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about how plausible and possible it is to do this consistently and correctly before we move on to something with human-like intelligence. <laughs> okay, so so let's 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 not skip to the third act of the fly. <laughs> right. I I hear that's you. That's the most unsettling part of the fly, Jeff. It truly In is. The beginning. It seems all sunset and roses. He's kind of a wacky guy, and he has an espresso machine, and he's very proud of the eagle on top of it, and they have yeah. some like, and he's brilliant, but he's a little withdrawn. Got and a lot of cute. ideas. He's got a lot of ideas, and it's cute. If you were to see that first five minutes and skip to Act Three. Mm. That would be unsettling. It would. Jarring. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so let's say I grant you that. Bad idea. But what if we did get to a place? (laughs) Well, let's do it. But let's say (laughs) we managed to work out all the kinks. Yeah. And we could guarantee you got Neanderthal cave baby. Yeah. Well, here is where your second wave of troubles begin, Jeff. (laughs) 
we make a cave baby. Yep. Good on us. Nice. We did great. Great job with that cave baby. Where's the cave baby going? Is cave baby going to school? Probably into a cave. <laughs> cave baby going to live a normal life? We're going to put it on the high plains and let it run around on its own? Are we going to let it live its life and will it be happy that way? I think we're Are we probably going to, going to keep it in a cage yes, yeah. and poke it and prod it. My favorite quote from this article says, uh, if the Neanderthal child was far stronger than modern humans, he or she might be excluded from playing sports teams. Which is the worst possible <laughs> outcome of this. That's what's really I'm heartbreaking. Saying we should people our Olympic teams with Neanderthal cave babies. Do we want to win the shot put this year or not, Anthony? You laugh, but here's the deal. We want to play God? That's fine. Let's play God. You want to create a, you want to possibly create a thing into a life of pain because we do it wrong? That's fine. But I'll be damned if we create something that isn't allowed to play sports. <laughs> <laughs> Let Gronk play baseball. Okay, he's a terrible fielder. I'll give you that. But there's a thing called Gronk, a designated hitter. Gronk hit good. I grant you that Gronk does not use regular-sized bats. No, Gronk used big bat. Handmade more clubs than bats. I'll grant you that. Gronk used leg. <laughs> Gronk, Gronk will use a human Gronk leg. Gronk improvise. <laughs> Gronk dedicated to the sport. <laughs> no. Gronk, Gronk here for love of game. <laughs> See? Why, why will you? Well, I just, uh, I just don't think that the rest of the kids, uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we had some, uh, some of the females uh, that came out to, to try out for the team. Uh, Gronk beat one over the head with a femur, and uh, she fell to the ground. He picked her up by her hair, and, and he carried her uh, 37 yards uh, back to underneath the bleachers. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk think you did not see whole situation. <laughs> yeah. Gronk, Gronk think maybe you walk in late. Gronk. Good intention. <laughs> All right, Gronk. Uh, I'm willing to hear your side of this story. That but, uh, it. That it. <laughs> Gronk, good intention. Uh -huh. Love of sport. Uh -huh. Basically, story. You have to admit, he has an amazing, <laughs> an amazing batting average. Uh, he strikes out a lot. I'll be honest. He strikes out a lot. But so the average isn't, isn't great. But when he does hit, it's a home run every time. He's got the strength of an ox, that Gronk. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good strength. Uh, All right, Gronk. Here's the thing. I'm not comfortable with you being on the team. Flunk! Ah! Gronk, I told you, you can't do that to every coach. Now we're going to have to find a new coach. I... Gronk realized now he only halfway through sentence. <laughs> Gronk realized now mistake. Gronk apologize. <laughs> oh, Gronk, you're so misunderstood. The, the interesting thing about that story is that the parents decided to name the child Gronk. They didn't have to. <laughs> they didn't have to. They didn't have to. It's really sort of a they don't profiling know. thing. Yeah, they didn't know that. I think they were trying to respect caveman culture, but they didn't really know anything about caveman culture. Well, to be fair, his full name is Gronk Thaniel. So, <laughs> Gronk Thaniel Tiberius. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. So we make, we, we make a Neanderthal child. Welcome to the world, Neanderthal child. What is your world going to be like? Is your world going to be... Strange and confusing. I'm just an unfrozen caveman lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. But is it going to be a, a confusing and stressful world where we're constantly testing it, right? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be a, a sort of a gorilla-esque world where like, hey, we love Coco the gorilla. Coco the gorilla needs to stay in Coco's environment yeah. and do the things that we say Coco can do, Right. It's enough of a problem when it's a gorilla. <laughs> it's an even bigger problem when, like I said, it's a human-like creature. 
I just don't understand why anyone would want to do this. Like, what benefit does it have to us to have our evolutionary co-ancestor? Let's just cut to the chase. We're clearly doing this to create a slave race of super strong <laughs> cavemen. That's the subtext there's, of this article. There's no end game other than that, other than to create an <laughs> underclass. We can do it. We want to give everybody a common enemy. That's what we're doing, right? Doctor, Eliminate uh, all tension between cultures. Yeah, and, Bill and Travis, just, uh, Bill Travis, Associated Press. Yes, go yeah. ahead, Bill. Uh, I appreciate what you're saying, and, and I think that the science is very impressive. Thank you very much, Bill. Uh, it seems to me but what you're insinuating yes. is that you can create these in large numbers, and uh, they will do all of the jobs that we as human beings do not want to do, and will do it much more efficiently based on their high strength and uh, infinite ins- suggestibility. Bill, do you, do you understand what insinuate means? Because I straight up said that. I've said that. We are oh. creating an underclass to do our work for us. Right. That's what I said. Oh, so you are. That's what the invitation email said. It said, come to UCLA uh-huh. and watch us create an underclass that will do all of our work for us and be our common enemy. Oh, I, I thought that was UCLA graduates as a whole. I, I, I completely misunderstood. No, no, no. We're strictly creating a caveman underclass to make us all feel better about ourselves. Cra- caveman underclass. Yeah. So uh, would we need to create some sort of cave housing for these caveman underclass that... Uh, Bill, I'm going to back up and I'm going to ask you if you were trying to make a clever pun when you were talking about graduate students that uh-huh. perhaps I didn't catch. Because you said underclass. Yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's what I... That's Gronk? Gronk! <laughs> Gronkade dad joke. <laughs> Love baseball. <laughs> Love of game. Good intention. Hate dad joke. Maybe they're not so bad. <laughs> Maybe we should create Maybe them. Maybe we shouldn't create them as an underclass at all. Just e- Maybe we I, should live among them. Just every bouncer at every club. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> taking everything, taking everything that is currently staffed by somebody who is a stereotypical social Neanderthal and just placing an actual <laughs> right. Neanderthal into that position. Right. Yeah. A new reality show. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, the new season of the real world is like, oh yeah, well, this person is a liberal arts major and this person is in, is in the military and this person wants to, you know, wants to make it in music. And this is a fucking caveman. <laughs> he has dreams of being a baseball player. Live but- in a house. <laughs> See what happens when people stop being polite and start getting beaten to death by cavemen. <laughs> I mean, it's sponsored by Geico. <laughs> Geico. Listen, Gronk good intention. Gronk good intention. You put finger in Gronk peanut butter. Gronk, but it's the community peanut butter. It was in the Not fridge. Not community. Gronk, Gronk draw picture of stag <laughs> on peanut butter. That's, that's a sign th- for Gronk. That's barely a stag. It look, it, I can't even tell that's a stag. And is that made? Is that you don't know art? Is that Gronk painted, is artist? Is that painted in human blood? Gronk have good intention. <laughs> Earlier maybe Gronk in confessional. <laughs> Gronk get heated. Gronk kill Sherry. Gronk sorry. Maybe we talk peanut butter. Gronk sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look, Gronk. He's, he's just sitting in front of the fireplace, staring at the fire again. Hey, look, look. Gronk. Is there reason? I know to interrupt you when you watch your show. <laughs> this is my TV time. This is Gronk living room time. I don't understand. Respect Gronk space time. No spoilers. No spoilers. How fire Gronk, ends. the fire's going to go out. Gah! Gronk, tell you Gronk not seen fire. 
I just think this could only end in a million bad ways. And, you know, luckily, I will say this article is presented as sort of a thought experiment. Yeah. It's presented as can we do it, should we do it? Should we do it? Which, I, you know, I think that means that, like, people aren't really asking this question because they're about to. It means, like, we're, at, we're asking There may be a point at which we can. Yeah. Would it be smart? No. 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 <laughs> That's the answer to all these cloning things. No. Unless, once again, like I said, I am getting old, mm. but my brain is in good shape. And I need a husk, a young husk that looks just like me. You would get to put my. It's your like your own little maybe, hodor. Yeah, but maybe taller. You get a hodor that carries you around in a basket on his back. Yeah. Wait, it would be a hodor of me carrying me. I like, don't think it would be a young me can you, that we cloned to carry the old me around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is young, that where you're coming from? A younger, from? taller, stronger, more physically Why robust you. Why would we just you? put my brain into that body? We can't, we can't do that. We can clone you. <laughs> we can't do we that We don't yet. have the ability to put your brain into that body. <laughs> but he'll be super supportive of you because he's be like, you. It would be like looking into the eyes of everything I miss, except like the mind wasn't there. It would be, a, <laughs> it would be such a torture. It would be a taller, better looking me. The it's me like I a, always wanted. And all it can do is carry me around. <laughs> carry old me around when I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Change out my colostomy bag. The best version of you. We're gonna helps make you. it have sex with women in front of you. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> oh man, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, let's not do it. Let's not. Climb I would the name him. I name him Vicarious. <laughs> Vicarious Tiberius Gronk. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys think that this is a good idea? Should we be cloning Neanderthals? Uh, I, I, you know, we don't feel good about it, but you can let us know how you I feel want, about I it. I want to know one good reason to clone a Neanderthal. Yeah, you can send it to us on Twitter. You can hashtag it, uh, love of the game. And uh, <laughs> I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. Uh, you, if you've seen a story like this, by the way, that you want us to discuss, two ways you can send it to us. You can email it to us at wehaveconcernsshow at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Reddit. Our subreddit is wehaveconcerns.reddit.com. And hey, are you enjoying the show? I'm enjoying the show very much. Man, you know what would be a great thing to do if you're enjoying the show? Become a patron! Become a patron! Go to patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. Patrons get uh, bonus content, monthly video hangouts, extra episodes with our guests, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. Go check that out. Plus, you help us keep the show running. That's patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. Yeah.